0: Hello and welcome to Fine Dining in the UK, episode four, the podcast brought to you by finediningguide.co.uk. Today we extend our feature of top tens by examining the top 10 restaurants in Britain. This top 10 is an extract from the restaurant magazine San Pellegrino World's Best 50 Restaurants. So let's tuck straight in to Britain's top 10. Zuma, Knightsbridge In 8th, River Cafe, Hammersmith, London In 7th, Mays, Mayfair, London In 6th, Nobu, London In 5th, The Gavroche, Mayfair, London In 4th, Hakkasan, Fitzrovia, London In 3rd, St John, Clerkenwell, London In 2nd, Restaurant Gordon Ramsay, Royal Hospital Road, London and in first place, the Fat Duck, Bray, Berkshire. That's it, that's Britain's top 10. When looking at the best of Britain extract, the first thing of note is that two through 10 are all found in London with four of those concentrated in Mayfair. It's refreshing, in a way, to see the pushing back of French gastronomic dominance, with the Japanese Zuma and Nobu taking their place alongside the Chinese Hakasan, and Italian food-led River Cafe. St John at number three is a rather bold and eccentric choice. Chef Fergus Henderson has a nose-to-tail philosophy, hence offal, as you might imagine, features highly and regularly on the menu. At number five, the traditional bastion of gastronomy, Le Gavroche, is found anchored in a sea of cosmopolitan modernity. Le Gavroche was opened in 1967 by Albert Michel Roux and was the first truly gastronomic restaurant in Britain. Now, 41 years on, with Albert's son Michel Roux Jr. at the helm, still going strong. So how was this list decided? First, a review of some background. Restaurant Magazine was formed in November 2001 with the strapline for the professional and the passionate. And over the years, the magazine has met that promise with quality features, excellent journalism, and one imagines successful circulation. The San Pellegrino Restaurant Magazine 50 World's Best was initiated in 2002 and is now in its seventh year. In 2006, an Academy of Voters was formed, known as the Nespresso World's 50 Best Restaurants Academy. The Academy involves a panel of typically 31 voters for each world region. For example, Italy, France, Germany are included as regions, along with broader areas such as Southeast Asia and Eastern Europe. There are a total of 682 panellists or 682 voters. So who is on the regional panels and how does the voting system work? All we are told is the identity of the chairperson of each panel. Beyond that, the voters are exclusively chefs, restaurateurs and critics. The voting system allows each panel member to vote for five restaurants. There are two conditions. The panel member must have eaten at a restaurant they are voting for in the last 18 months. Sounds sensible. And second, that three of the five votes cast must be for a restaurant from a region other than their own. Sounds more challenging. The results are collated from a total of 3,410 total votes cast. So what is the end result? A list that is inspiring, challenging, thought-provoking and controversial. Any list that claims to define better and ultimately best will always be subjective and open to debate. All in all, the Restaurant Magazine attempt is a good one and eagerly anticipated each spring. By way of a comparison we have an alternative Top 10 Restaurants of Britain, this time from the three leading guides Michelin, The Which Good Food Guide and The AA Restaurant Guide. 6 points per Michelin star three points per good food guide mark out of 10 and two points per A.A. Rosette. So let's go back to the table for Britain's top 10. There are six restaurants in equal sixth place with two Michelin stars, 8 out of 10 in the Witch Good Food Guide and 4 AA Rosettes with a total of 44 points. They are Le Champignon Sauvage, Cheltenham, Gloucestershire Restaurant Martin Wishart, Leith, Edinburgh Pied à Terre, Fitzrovia, London The Square, Mayfair, London Gidley Park, Chagford, Devon The Vineyard, Stock Cross, Berkshire now in 5th place, Petrus, Belgravia, London, with 46 points. In 4th place, Le manoir Corsaison, Great Milton, Oxford, 49 points. In 3rd place, The Waterside Inn, Bray, Berkshire, 50 points. And in joint 1st place, Gordon Ramsay, Royal Hospital Road, London, 55 points. And The Fat Duck, Bray, Berkshire, 55 points. That's it, Britain's top 10. An immediate positive note on the guides list is the geographic spread taking in Scotland, Gloucestershire, Devon, Oxfordshire and three in Berkshire. The 2009 Which Good Food Guide will be published in September the early press release already explains that the Fat Duck will be following in the footsteps of Shaney Co in 1999 and restaurant Gordon Ramsay in 2005 and awarded a perfect 10. In 1995 Heston Blumenthal opened the Fat Duck on the site of the Old Ringers pub in Bray. There were wrought iron tables and chairs and an outside toilet. The restaurant fair was nothing spectacular duck leg and mashed potatoes, followed by sticky toffee pudding. However, the changes brought about by delivering molecular gastronomy were extraordinary. A meteoric rise through Michelin to three stars by 2004. Blumenthal's contribution is undoubtedly immense. There are three fundamental aspects brought to the forefront of chef thinking in Britain. First, the physics. Physics. The molecules of meat determine taste and texture. These molecules are damaged when cooked at temperatures that are too high. So Heston introduced long, slow cooking at lower temperatures to optimise taste and texture. Second, the chemistry. Certain taste combinations work at a chemical level that we would not have otherwise appreciated. Heston explored this and found combinations like salmon and licorice work on the palate, which appears today on the famous tasting menu. Third, the impact, of this, the impact of senses other than taste on the eating experience. This is where Heston continues to experiment with things that you see, feel, hear and smell that all add to the overall eating experience, including and beyond enhancing taste. So the undisputed top 2 are the same on both lists, however there the comparison ends with only Philip Howard at the square featuring on both lists. Why so much difference? To answer that we must take a closer look at the criteria used in each case. The guides are clear in so much as they focus purely on the food on a plate. This means type and quality of ingredients level of preparation, conception and execution of the dishes. It is fair to say that our restaurant going experience is determined by a number of factors that go beyond what we actually eat, such as service, decor, atmosphere or ambience, mood, fashion and modernity. One restaurant for example may appeal to a completely different demographic compared to another. An understanding of this helps us to appreciate and rationalise both lists. So in the end, one may marvel or wonder, agree or disagree. But in any event, fine dining in this country is strong, vibrant and diverse. Should you choose to visit any of the 18 different restaurants featured, then you'll be sure to have a good time. That concludes podcast episode 4 of Fine Dining in the UK. The broadcast brought to you by fine dining guide.co.uk until next time. Happy eating.